I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm an author of nine, almost 10 books, and I'm also a writing coach. And I love talking to people about their writing, about their book journeys, and about their businesses. So today we have another amazing guest. We have Stacy Rasky. And she is going to be talking about everything that she's learned on her book journey and with her business. Stacy is a best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, Iraq war veteran, leadership mentor, authenticity alchemist, ex- executive coach, business strategist, boundaries expert, and systems junkie. Yes, just that. Um, she's also the founder and CEO of Influential. Stacy loves to help alpha leaders and driven disruptors embrace their inner rebel and shatter the status quo. Her mission in life is to unlock the highest potential and performance in others by shattering the invisible ceiling so they can embody their full purpose while enjoying the ride. And I've known Stacy for a few years, so I'm really, really excited to introduce you to her today. So I'm going to bring her up from the green room. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. <laughs> That's so funny. I know people go through their list. They're like, holy crap. What don't you do? I was like, well, yeah. you know, those are all just labels. Yeah. Well, you know. it, it's a really wonderful list. Um, I know you've done so many things in your life. You have so much experience. And I love that you are helping business owners to soar right now. So um, <laughs> it's it's a good list. <laughs> Thank so today, you. today we're going to be talking about how to unlock your highest potential with executive coach and business strategist Stacy Rasky. So I wanted to start out talking first of all about Stacy's book because you know we worked on this book a few years ago and it is still out impacting lives. I know she still talks about it in her business, um, and this is one of the books that I love uh, showing people because it was so raw and authentic and well-written. And it's also a great example of how to use a pattern in your chapters, because Stacy talks about the same sort of things in each chapter going through, this is, you know, this is the first piece. This is the second piece. This is the third piece. Um, So Stacy, tell me a little bit about uh, how this book came to fruition. What, what made you want to write this book? Well, first, I was going to kind of laugh when you said, I've known her for a few years. I'm like, you realize in the entrepreneur world, uh, (laughs) we've known each other forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was what, in your first cohort ever? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just wild. So this book really was chronicling my journey not only to my rock bottom moment, but from my rock bottom moment to the point of writing the book, what was this process? What was this sort of system that I followed to completely 180 everything from 
my health and losing half my body weight to my marriage to starting a business to um, basically going from hating myself to building this really great relationship with myself where I was finally feeling like I was good enough. And coming from that super high achiever, always wear the mask of who I should be life mm -hmm. to being able to take that off and really share all of me. This book was the game changer. It kind of coincided with a rebranding of my business to Stacey Rasky to sharing. I mean, there's even photos in there of me with my motorcycle, mm -hmm. <laughs> like just these parts of myself that I was editing from social media, even in the early years of my business, because I was playing the good girl. Mm -hmm. I was still fitting into this mold. And it's interesting to sort of see this evolution, even in like my photo shoots over, over the decade now that I've been an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that you are sharing some of your life stuff and some of your business stuff in this book, because it's all related. It all connects. And I, I know a lot of times when people are starting on the entrepreneurial journey, they don't realize all the junk that they have inside of them that is keeping them from progressing in their business. So uh, sharing all of that in this book, I, I think that's incredibly helpful for the reader. Thank you. And, and it was important for me to really lean in on creating a repeatable pattern in the book, because again, it's everything's about systems and systems fundamentally create safety. And it's the safety that we need to feel internally in order to do the things that are scary, in order to do the things that are outside the comfort zone. Yeah, I, I love that. And it is so true. We have to feel safe to be able to do what, you know, what we're here to do. Um, and that, you know, you started talking about systems and that really works well with what we're going to talk about next. Um, this is Stacy's impactful page turner share. Um, effortless success requires clarity, boundaries, planning, and systems. Very simple. Um, tell me a little bit more about it. Um, well, one, I I just want to highlight how um, getting to a place where I can be so clear and simple is a reflection of the amount of work I've done to get there. Because you can say. Um, in 500 words, mm -hmm. if you can take that 500 words and trim it down to seven, the simplicity and the clarity and the impact of that is huge. And it's much harder to edit since I know that's what you do. <laughs> it's a much harder to edit ourselves back and truly say what we mean. And so the first thing with entrepreneurship is, you know, kind of as we've alluded to from the beginning, right? It's all of these internal programs that have us going through the same cycles and, and patterns in our business. And what people don't prepare for is that's going to drive how they're showing up. And they're always making things so much harder than they need to be. Speaking from personal experience, <laughs> I always made everything so much harder. The consummate overthinker. And I mean, now I'm just such a recovering control freak. And that's what it was. That's how I was creating safety. So my standard was everything is super, super hard only because I was making it hard. Mm -hmm. I refused to ask for help. I wasn't slowing down to give myself the time and space to really think about what do I want? Where am I going? Why am I going there? And then actually crafting a plan 
And then making sure that I'm implementing the systems for me to hold to the boundaries that require that are required to be able to get that that result. And it really is that simple. It's people are out there, they just jump right into action. They get an idea, they go right into action without a plan. And then more importantly, they didn't stop to think, okay, who can I ask for help? How can I allow this to be easier? What resources do I have at my disposal, whether it's a book, uh, you you know, binging on YouTube, investing in a course or a program or, uh, you know, whatever that is. I mean, nobody really stops to think about that. So if we're in that cycle of not generating the results that w- that match the effort we're putting in, it's time to stop what you're doing, take a step back and give yourself that 30,000 foot view to just reset all of those pieces. Then what's beautiful about that is you're able to be in that effortless flow and things become easy. They don't feel hard anymore because you've crafted the systems for success. I love that. That was a lot of good stuff. Um, And it applies to business and to your book. So if you're one of those people who is like, I got an idea for a book, boom, and you start writing it, step back, think about it, you know, all the same stuff she was saying. I mean, I've, I've gone through in both, uh, in both business and in books. I know my first book that I wrote, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I sat down and was like, Oh, I have this great idea for a book. I started writing. I wrote like three chapters, uh, stayed up all night and I was doing all this stuff. And what, where was I going with it? I didn't have an outline for what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know what the point was. I knew my audience, Um, But it's the same thing, you know, when you're developing a program, some people like when they're especially on their first program, they're they're like, oh, I got this great idea. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then you find that there's so much work involved in what you were doing. You didn't think, oh, you know, I could ask my VA to to send out these emails. I could ask, you know, um, my friend who's a copywriter to write the sales page. Um, You're just so involved in like all the stuff and making it hard. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Um, I think that was great information. And one more thing before we go on to the next, um, what you were saying about the simplicity of that statement, I find that people do the same thing with their books. If I say, hey, you know, tell me what your book is about, they could sit and talk for half an hour about it when really I wanted like two sentences. Or, you know, if we have a, a call scheduled, yeah, you know, take five minutes, tell me a little bit about it, tell me about your passion. Um, And it's the same thing if you're out in public too, or if you're sending someone an email about your book, once the book is written, you don't want to spend, you know, this much of the email telling people about the book. You want to give them, you know, here's what the book is about in just like a paragraph. So that's something to really think about too with, uh, in the book world. So I want to move on and talk about uh, Stacy's, whoops, I think I scrolled past it. (laughs) Um, Stacy's being a page turner tip. Success is built upon systems. Tell me about this. I was going to say, do you notice a pattern today? <laughs> Patterns are good. They help us feel comfortable, right? They, they do. Well, <laughs> what, what a lot of people don't realize is we have conditions set up for our behaviors, no matter what we're doing right? It's, we have systems, we have a daily routine, whether we realize it or not, right? So there's the default daily routine, 
And then if you want to start doing something different, what needs to be in place to support the desired outcome? Systems are really just creating those conditions for inevitable success. So, you know, everybody's like, I just need to hold up my boundaries. Okay, well, what's your plan to do that? <laughs> I need to make more time for myself in my calendar. Okay, where will you be doing that? Like, right? Like, it, it really is about shifting what it is that we're doing so we're not living and leading by default. And everything requires a system. So, one of my systems is my AM PM routine. It's a system. I write down exactly what I need to be doing in the morning and in the evening to support myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I recognize those four key elements support everything else that I'm doing personally and professionally. And I've created a system for success to know here's the expectation. This is the daily routine. Did I do it or did I not do it? And always functioning from a 30,000 foot view of, oh, I noticed some patterns. I noticed some things where there's certain days or certain events where things aren't quite getting done to the same degree. And so I can look at it from this non-meaning space. It just is. Behavior just is. If you stop assigning meaning to it, you free up like 90% of your mental and emotional bandwidth yeah. because we're taking things personal or beating ourselves up. If we just look at it for what it is, okay, this is the result of the systems I've set up. If I'm not getting the result that I want, what do I need to change in my systems? And again, conditions mm -hmm. so that I'll actually follow through with the desired outcome. So we have systems in our business. For me, it's actually setting up my schedule to where I have certain days of the week that I do not deal with the public at all. Are They are 100% by myself so I can get into flow, be in focus, be massively productive, think big, be stre uh, strategic, visionary, operational, whatever, creative. You know, there's different days that I need certain cognitive things. And so I've set up systems for my success. Mm -hmm. I moved all of my meetings with team, meetings with clients, virtual coffees, podcast interviews, all the things are two days a week. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it streamlines what I need of myself. And I've also worked with my energy. So I set up a system for the highest productivity and performance by saying, okay, I'm not doing any of these meetings before noon because I'm most cognitively available in the morning. So that's going to be problem solving, responding to things, you know, whatever it is that I need to do. Mm -hmm. Then my afternoon is open. Yeah. That is wonderful. I really appreciate that you shared all that. I think a lot of people, when they start with business, they think I've got to be available all the time and everywhere. And it's so not the case. And I know actually several people in my network um, have heard you saying it or, you know, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but I do pretty much the same thing. I, with my um, Mondays and Fridays, I block those off. I try not to schedule anything unless it's really, really necessary for those two days, because I know I want to be working in my business, like taking care of stuff or on, I guess it'd be on my business, on your business, yeah. yeah, taking care of all the stuff that needs to be happening in the background, making sure that I've reached out to whoever, um, you know, 
double checking things on my end, like if I get in a book that uh, is ready for the quality control and um, making sure that I've read through all that stuff. Um, and I agree, like you need to make sure that your energy is used at the right times. And I don't think everybody has that awareness. So that's something we really need to work on. I think as as a uh, world is having awareness of when we operate best and you know how to set up those healthy schedules like that. So thank you so much for detailing yours. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, it's just a system for success and working with ourselves. I stopped managing my time and started managing my energy because time's finite. It's not mm -hmm. renewable, but energy is. If I manage my energy to where I can get the highest productivity and performance out of every ounce of effort that I do invest, that's always way better. You get a better ROI. Absolutely. That's brilliant. So I want to talk about the uh, turn the page with Corey. Are you drinking out of a gallon jug? <laughs> I am. One of my PM checklist things is, did I drink a gallon of water today? <laughs> And it's easier to measure. So it's like, whatever, I'm just going to own it. <laughs> you get one of those fun curly straws that sticks out of the top. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> umbrella in there. Right. <laughs> like, it's just my gallon fun, fun drink. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about the turn the page with Corey. Share. Um, effective boundaries with your family work and social media help you write your book faster with less stress. So Kind of the same sort of stuff we were talking about before. Um, Stacy, what was your experience with this? You know, it was funny because it was crafting the initial steps of the plan, working with you made it really easy to just crank out the outline in the first two weeks. So really, in many ways, the book was done in that first two weeks. Mm -hmm. Then the suck <laughs> was the remaining two and a half months of actually filling it in because that's where I had to sit in that space of what are the stories that I'm putting into this? Right. And, and that's really where the sabotage came in was like sitting in these stories of like, is this a story to share? Is this a value? And, you know, to the point of the chapter. So hilariously, I started on the simplest chapter first for me. It was just focusing on routines. Mm -hmm. And actually the last chapter I wrote in the book, routines was chapter four. But the last chapter I wrote was chapter two, which was the sabotage chapter, <laughs> <laughs> which I did open with the in the book. I'm like, I'm actually writing this chapter last because <laughs> but it was um, I structured I created a system for success. I blocked out an hour from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every single morning, Monday through Friday. And that is when I worked on my book, even if I was sitting there clicking away at nothing it was being able to sit and organize my ideas or brainstorming, you know, different things like that to move the needle forward while also allowing the flexibility of inspiration. So there was like one Sunday I just sat down and I got into the flow. I was really inspired and I just cranked out a whole chapter. It was like super effortless. Nice. Yeah, I think it's important to have structure and then also work with flow too. So I, I like that. Um, I like, actually, I like everything you shared. So um, <laughs> let's start with uh, what you just shared about, um, about the flow and the structure. So I've had several clients who set aside like a specific time in the morning, I had one that would get up an extra hour early. That is not my thing. I'm not an early person. So I'm more apt to like, block off time in the afternoon or in the evening, like 
my kids want to watch a movie, I'll let them watch a movie, I'll come back and work on my book. So I think it's important for you to find what works for you structure wise. Um, and also allow for that flow. So like what Stacy was saying, she was working on something and it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. You don't want to be like, at time's up, I don't have to write anymore. Go ahead and let it out. <laughs> You're just, you know, cutting off something that was really intending to come through. And, you know, then you have to try to get back into flow. And that's really difficult. Um, well, like, I, oh, I was going to say, too, is I, I think it's really important to understand that as you start the process, action leads to clarity. So mm -hmm. what you think you're going to start out with as far as your book isn't necessarily the book you're going to end up writing. And I think you people need to understand that as you start going into this, just like your business journey, that things are going to evolve as you grow taking action on your vision and your dream. So for example, I started finally with writing my second book recently. And as I started getting into it a few weeks, I was like, um, okay, like I, it's a great idea. I love it. The concepts are there. There's nothing um, about it that, I mean, there's huge value for it in the industry, but I just wasn't I, feeling it, right? It was starting to feel a little hard moving the needle forward on that book. And I was like, hmm. So I just sat with it, gave myself that space in that breathing room. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, I got all of these amazing ideas just flooded in and it was pure inspiration. And in that inspiration, I was able to crank out the whole outline and it was just shifting directions. Yeah. So it was starting with a little bit of the, okay, here's where I think it's going to go. And then I flipped it where, nope, that's where I'm called to go. Okay. I love that. Um, so I, I actually had a similar situation happen with my book that's coming out this fall, The Treasures We Seek. I started writing it. I had an outline for the whole thing. Um, I had about three chapters done last spring and then it just something happened. I'm like, this is fizzling. I'm not going to force it. And then I got new inspiration over the summer. It was like, oh my goodness, this is it. And I'm lit up to write it. And then the funny thing is I actually had kind of a confirmation, you know, how, when you're like, am I supposed to do this? And all of a sudden everybody's like, Hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do this. And you're like, thank you. Um, I had the same sort of thing happen. I had coffee with a friend and she was trying to figure out what chapter to write in uh, the anthology we were working on. And she told me pretty much exactly the same story that I had just outlined maybe a month before. And I was like, okay. I, that is confirmation if I've ever heard it. And that's what you're writing too. <laughs> so she ended up doing her chapter on her topic, her story from her life. And I kept the same topic for the treasures we seek. So I, I think it's important for us to recognize if we're on a book journey and something happens, like pause, it's okay to pause and take a breather and say, all right, open for inspiration. What do you got for me? And then allow yourself to be lit up by it again. So I had some more questions for you. Can you compare and contrast writing a book with running a business <laughs> in 500 yes. words? <laughs> yes, actually it is. Both are a massive personal development journey. Mm -hmm. Nobody tells you that, but no matter what, you're putting yourself out there in a very different way 
And every single thing about writing a book, especially if you don't consider yourself a writer, but you're sharing your story. So you're kind of lifting the veil a bit. And, you know, there's this new level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so it's really uncomfortable. And that's entrepreneurship is you're constantly in a state of discomfort because everything's new. Every single day, something's new and something's outside the comfort zone. And therefore, we're constantly getting triggered you know, be-doo, 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 minions, you know, unsafe, unsafe, unsafe. And so we go into the default habits and patterns of survival, which is sabotage, avoidance, hustle, you know, control, all the things. And so preparing for both adventures is understanding that this is going to be a deep inner work journey. Yeah. Thank you. I knew you'd have a great answer for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, I I think that uh, one of my experiences with uh, writing my books was like opening myself up to criticism and critique. Um, Hopefully it's just critique and not criticism. And I felt like that was something I had to learn with the book writing journey to before I could actually get into entrepreneurship. Because you'll have people who reach out kindly sometimes, hopefully most of the time, kindly who will reach out and say, hey, you know, I saw this, you know, I know you're new. Um, Usually it was, you know, like a mentor or a friend. But I know if I had started this entrepreneurial journey 10 years before I did, I would have been like, oh, my God, they're telling me I'm wrong or who they think they are trying to give me advice. They've only been doing this. I don't care how many years. Um, so I feel like for me, I kind of had to flip it and do the book stuff first before I could step into entrepreneurship to really have grown at least a little bit inside. Definitely not all the way. Um, we well, you, yeah. you hit on such a key point. And this is another variable that so many people miss that requ- is required for both entrepreneurship and writing your book, which is collaborative thinking. That's one of those shortcuts, those hacks to allowing things to be easier is being able to ask other people for help, being at, you know, showing people things to get neutral perspective feedback, because as one of the coaches in my coaching program, who's a 23 year Navy SEAL veteran loves to say, he's like, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle, you know? And so being able to have somebody else give you that neutral feedback. And the sooner you do it, the better, because Mm -hmm. you're not so attached to the outcome, you know, as a recovering perfectionist, you know, (laughs) I would go all the way to the end of a project before having anybody look at it. And then if you've ever been super disappointed when somebody's like, Hmm, not what I'm looking for. <laughs> right. And then you get all butt hurt and yeah. disappointed. Um, right. Or you get mad and it strains the relationship. And what it is, is it's just your ego is getting bruised. And it's because we don't have a system in place for collaboration. Right. Yeah. We don't learn. I mean, they teach you in school to be um, a generalist, you know, get A's on everything and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. not work. I mean, very rarely do you do group projects, you know, and I'm, you're like me that obviously we get paired with the people who are lazy AF. I don't want to get enough. So we end up doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of programs us for later in life where we feel like, all right, if I don't have control over this, I have control over nothing. And 
that's why we end up doing the same sort of thing in our work. Um, I know I've had to have discussions with a lot of authors over the years telling them like, hey, when you're meeting with the editor, <laughs> they, are, they have the same goal as you. And I feel like sometimes when you pass your work off to the editor, people feel like, oh my God, they're going to make it, you know, they're going to grade me. They're, they're marking things wrong. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest problems during the book journey is letting go and saying, hey, you know, help me make this better. We're working together as a team. So that's been a discussion I've had to have, even explaining like, you know, when you give me this, I'm not changing your words just to change your words. I'm adjusting things to help with clarity. I'm adjusting things to make sure that the reader understands what they're reading. Because if I don't, if I don't understand it as your editor, then they're not going to understand it too. Absolutely. And it is, it just goes back to the programming in school. We don't know how to work for a project goal. You know, we take it personal because we're like, oh shit, I'm not going to get an A. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no A. <laughs> There's no A anymore. And that in itself really hits people and really shatters the paradigm of what success is because they're, they've always relied on that external validation. Yes. And, you know, the big disappointment in entrepreneurship is you're not going to get the external validation anymore. So instead they end up craving the things like how many, how many likes am I getting? How many comments am I getting? Right? So it's easy to buy into those distractions when you need the dopamine hit because moving the needle forward on your book when you're writing sometimes is not going to give you the dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, if I'm writing and I'm making progress, I get that. But for someone who's new to it, it's just not going to going to hit the same because they're just not used to it. And we're all, you know, we're always looking for a grade. <laughs> so before we wrap up today, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite system for your business? Ooh, so my favorite system for my business is my CRM. It was basically, I was so in my business with my coaching for the last 10 years, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was in there, um, you know, doing the client sessions, doing the group sessions, you know, the planning, the, all of this stuff. And then it dawned on me one day, like, wait, I can automate this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, wait, I can like buy my time back by building some systems to automate and, and leverage. And like a lot of people who are very high touch <laughs> in, in your, in my work, it was, I really struggled with that. Cause again, what's happening is I'm hitting against, oh, but that's letting go. So it was when I, and this is more than a CRM. This is everything, everything all in one. Because again, like a lot of people, you piecemeal your business together. And I had 20 different subscriptions for all the different things that I was using. Mm -hmm. I condensed it all down to one singular software. And then I am now in my massively successful business only in it, maybe two to three hours a week. That's it. Wow. That's it. And it was so liberating that it made sense as people in our organization are staying with us. You know, they love the community. It's two, three, four years. Mm -hmm. What's the next evolution for them? Well, it made sense for me to now teach them how to do what I was doing with the business systems. So that inspired us to start our agency. 
And so Influential Agency focuses on helping entrepreneurs create the systems to automate and have this rock star client experience that increases the lifetime value and ROI of every client that comes into their organization. But it really is the freedom of fulfillment piece. Mm -hmm. You know, if you set up the right systems for success, you can actually leverage and let go. You can automate onboarding team members. You can automate training, automate your marketing, automate your online presence, mm -hmm. automate, you know, all of your things in one place and truly learn how to let go. And really that's the leverage. We have to create capacity in order to scale. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I completely agree with you on everything you just said. I know over the years I've found different pieces that have worked for us. Um, we have two totally different businesses. So um, I wanted to bring that up because everybody you know, tends to go, oh, what's working for you? Okay, I'm going to do this. Um, so kind of understand that you need to figure out your own. So like what's working for Stacy may not work for you. What's working for me may not work for Stacy. So, you know, be paying attention to what's working and be able to adjust, be able to say, all right, this isn't working, um, which, you know, goes back to that awareness piece, you know, coming back and saying, all right, Monday's my work on the business day. Is this working? Um, you know, I'm using something that's automating my social media across three platforms. Is it working? Is it doing everything I need it to do? Um, I'm using something else for uh, for my uh, email list. Is it doing what I need it to do? Am I able to reach the people I need to reach with it? Um, and I love, love the automation piece. Um, I, I know I've talked about this before. I have two kids. I'm running my business. I'm trying to not be insane. And having that extra piece that's like loaded up, it's done, is so imperative. But it requires a plan. Yes. And it requires thinking about where you're going. So mm -hmm. it goes back to systems are a reflection of the amount of clarity you have and the amount of planning you put into creating it for that desired result. And so, you know, being willing to say, like Corey just said, evaluating, is this even working? How much time are you wasting learning something? How much time are you wasting navigating something just because it's the way you've done it for the last few years? Yeah. There's always an easier way. So like when our clients come to us for the, the, the customized build out, it's always the same core problem where it doesn't matter what industry you're in, but the most important thing is making sure that it's built for exactly what Corey said, that's built to work for you. Everyone's business is different. So it's making sure you're utilizing those systems, but almost everything you think you need to be doing, almost all of it can be automated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all back to that strategy and clarity and planning and systems. So Wow, this was a really great conversation, Stacy. I want to keep going, but <laughs> we're out of time. So thank you so much for being on with me today. And I'm going to um, drop you back to the green room and wrap up. Thank you. So thank you for joining us for um, Page Turner Studio with Corey. And I hope you have an amazing Page Turner day. Make sure you catch the rest of my episodes live at 7 a.m. Pacific and 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. if you're Eastern like me, uh, on YouTube.
Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.